this is Dawn Renee from Beautifully Broken with Dawn Renee. And today I am starting my Real Talk Tuesday series, Dating Adventures, or Adventures in Dating, or Adventures in, wow. If you're like me and you haven't been in the dating pool for a while, like since 1984, it's a totally different experience. It's interesting to say the least, and it has been an adventure. So, on Real Talk Tuesdays, I will be talking about the adventures in dating. I'll be talking about some of my adventures. I'll have some guests on talking about their adventures good, bad, ugly, good outcomes, horrible outcomes, whatever. Because, let's face it, this is a very different world in which we live, and it's really hard to meet people that you actually want to date organically. So, those dating apps, yeah. So many of us are on them, and it's frustrating. So, that's what this series is about. So, if you know someone who's been having some adventures in dating, or if you yourself are, please let me know. I'd love to have you on and hear your story. You can hit me up on Facebook at Dawn Hanlon or on Instagram at Renee underscore H. My DMs are always open, so drop me a DM and let me know if you've got a story to tell. And let's get to it. Hi, welcome to today's episode of Beautifully Broken with Don Renee. I'm the host, Don Renee Hanlon, and this is a Real Talk Tuesday. And dating sucks. Today is the first in my series, um, The Adventures in Dating. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about me and my adventures, or at least some of them. If you're like me and you haven't dated since 1984, it's an entirely new world. Post-COVID makes it really hard to find people that you want to date, that you'd consider dating organically. It's like everybody forgot how to be social. Everybody forgot how to interact with each other during the COVID shutdowns. And it's not easy to begin with. And then we add into the you know social distancing and people only hang out with the people they know because they're trying to avoid new people where they might get exposed. It's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's not easy. So if you're like me and many other people, you figure, hey, let's try those dating apps. Yeah, those dating apps, plural. I'm on several, and you have to talk about yourself in a positive way. Okay, that's hard, but you don't want to sound, like, pushy, and you don't want to sound overly confident. So how do you do that? Well, that that is the question. You have to post pictures of yourself, and not just one. You got to post several and don't have your grandkids and don't be holding a fish and don't be half naked and don't be in the bathroom taking a selfie. Okay. Why do guys do that? I have not figured that out. I mean, 
if you have a boat and you like to go out on the boat and there's a picture of you on a boat, that's one thing. But every picture of fish or every picture is you sweaty because you just played a baseball game. Uh, okay, that's just a part of you. So we have to round it out, right? We have to show who we are. And in pictures, that helps. So the more pictures you have that show what you're really like, uh, the better, right? Well, that's my theory. But a lot of people just have one picture on there and they're wearing sunglasses. Who can see your eyes? Who can see your flipping face if you've got your face covered in sunglasses? No one. That's the answer. No one. So once you get past the introducing yourself, then you're supposed to say what your ideal match would be or mate would be. And there are people who have checklists like Rich, successful, own a home, own a boat, retired, have a 401k, the list, you know, physically fit and active, loves to travel, has a passport that's current, um, yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes, must be able to run marathons, whatever. I mean, come on, really? I, that sounds like you are actually, you know, sending out a, a, a job description and for, for you know, for a, a job placement ad. That's all lovely. But your perfect match may not do all those things that you do, may not like all those things that you do. That doesn't mean they're not your perfect match. It doesn't mean that you won't click and you won't find that the things they like to enjoy that are different from yours are interesting too. So that you both learn about each other's interests and maybe try them. Maybe you like them, maybe you don't. But it expands your horizons as well. So come on, people, stop making the darn checklist. Then there's the one about, you know, will only date women of a certain body type or a certain religion. Okay, that's your preference. That's fine. But again, you're overlooking so many possible good people. You could have swiped left on that perfect woman because you thought she had a little bit thick thighs. Come on, that's outside. What we really need to get to know is the inside. So you message back and forth a bit, have a few phone calls, set up that date for coffee, lunch, dinner, drinks, whatever. And you get excited because, wow, this guy, this girl seems to be awesome. Me, I did that, all those things. Met the guy for dinner. He invited me to dinner. I got there. And I order a lovely chef salad and a beer. Happy hour, beer, two fifty. Can't go wrong. He had uh, ordered a beer, and then he said, "Well, I'm not going to order dinner because I had a late lunch." Okay. So I drink my beer, eat my salad. We're having a conversation. He orders his second beer. I get water. I'm driving, and I want to be able to. Drive safely, one. And two, I don't want the guy to think I'm a lush, right? So drink my beer, drink my water, eat my salad, have a conversation. And during the conversation, he says, if there's no sex by the fourth date, then I'm not interested. 
and me in my head. I'm thinking, check, please. So I look past him, and just beyond him is the waiter station. And this 17-year-old kid heard what he said, turned around and looked at him with the strangest look on his face, then looked at me and shook his head no. So I kind of look at the guy behind the, the waiter, and I kind of like nod, yeah, I, I feel you. And um, the guy goes on, and I'm thinking, okay, let me explore. Why does he feel this way? Maybe he's had some experience that made him feel like this is a good idea. So I said, well, why would, why do the, you know, fourth date? What, what is it about that? He said, well, if we don't have sex, how do we know if we're compatible? And in my head, I'm screaming, no, 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 no. So I have this smile plastered on my face and I'm just thinking, finish the salad, drink your water and get to your car, right? And I said, well, I feel like that's a little backwards. Shouldn't you get to know if you're compatible, if you like each other, if you have interests in common, if you you know, have more than just a sexual or lust attraction? Because if you're looking for a real relationship, those are the things that matter over the long term. Things happen. Sex may not always be possible. And he just stared at me. He said, what do you mean? And I said, well, my husband went through chemo and radiation, and um, sex wasn't always an option. But sitting together, watching TV, having conversations on the front porch while we're drinking our coffee, just being together, just experiencing life the, in whatever way we could together, holding hands in front of the fireplace, snuggled up on the couch, that was more intimate at times than having sex was. And this guy said, well, I wouldn't have stayed around that long if that was my spouse, if that had been me. When I got, when that cancer diagnosis came in, I would have been out. And there it was. Boom. The other shoe that dropped. I knew he was not the one for me already, but I was giving him a chance to redeem himself see if there were any redeeming qualities, and that right there was it. If your person that you love gets a diagnosis of some horrible illness and you're going to duck out? So I said, what happened to, for better, for worse, sickness and health, richer or poorer? I mean, life happens. Stuff happens. If you love someone, you stand by them. And he just looked at me and he said, nope, that's not for me. That's too much drama and I don't do drama. So I look over at the boy, waiter kid, and I, you know, meant motion with the check mark in the air. And he's looking at the back of this guy's head, staring him. If, if looks could kill, this guy would have dropped dead from this little 17-year-old boy. He's going to make a good man someday, that 17-year-old kid, because everything this man said... He heard, and the look on his face every time that guy opened his mouth was sheer, utter hatred. I, he could not stand anything this man was saying. So he brings the, the check, and he sets it in the middle of the table between the two of us. And so Mr. 
you know, four, four date sex guy looks at the, at the check and he looks at me and he looks at the check and he says, well, since you had an actual meal and I only had two beers, then you should probably pick up the check. I was like, no problem. I already got this. I already had my credit card in my hand. So I motioned to waiter guy, hand him my credit card with the bill. He goes off to process it. And dude says, how much, how much to my, for my beers? It was like $5. Right. And I was like, Oh, I gotcha. I got your $5. Don't worry about it. He's like, Oh no, that's not, you don't have to do that. And I said, it's $5. No big deal. I just wanted to pay the bill and leave. So lovely waiter comes over. I sign the check. I give him for the $25 bill. I gave him a $10 tip because that kid deserved it for not smacking that guy upside the back of his head, even though I know he desperately wanted to. And for having to endure waiting on a total jerk. So I get my purse, gather my things, and off to my car I go. And dude says, let me walk you to your car. Okay, that's a lovely sentiment. Fine, walk me to my car. We get to the car. He says, can I give you a hug? And I was like, uh, well, next I know he's got me wrapped in a hug. And he's like, I'd like to see you again. And I said, oh, um, wow. I'll have to let you know about that. What am I going to say? I don't know how to say you're a jerk and I don't ever want to see you again. So he's like, you know what? You want to talk a little bit more? And He's getting all cozy with me up against my car. So I said, I'm going to go take a picture of the sunset over the water because, you know, we're by the water and it's gorgeous. So I take a couple pictures. They're gorgeous, by the way. And I go back to my car and he follows me. And I said, well, thank you very much for the invite because he didn't really pay for the dinner and he didn't eat dinner. So it was an invite to meet him. So I thanked him and got in my car and I drive away. And the whole way home, I'm thinking, what the heck just happened? Here is a man who is almost 60, and he says he wants a relationship, and everything he said on the phone calls and in the text was totally amazingly wonderful. But in person, he turned out to be a real jerk. This is but one of the many awful dates I have had from experiences or conversations that seem to go so well just goes to show that unless you are face to face with someone it's really hard to gauge what is real and what isn't when you hear the tone of their voice when you see the look on their face when you see their body language because body language the nonverbal communication is so important It tells you so much more than words alone can possibly do. That was the lesson I learned that day. No matter how good they sound, all the good things they say, all the right things, they check all the boxes that you don't even know you have. Kind, considerate, works. That's good. Has a job he loves, a nice place where he lives. You know, all of these things. Okay, that sounds great good guy, almost 60, doing good in life, you know, all of the pluses. But then he goes and says things that 
I can't even imagine what he's thinking when he says them. How do you expect to meet someone for a real relationship when everything about you and what you want is so superficial? Yeah. Like I said, just one of the many adventures in dating I've had. So if you've had any adventures in dating, let me know. I would love to have you here to talk about them. Let people know the good, the bad, the ugly. Did it work out or not? Are you in love? Or are you deleting all the dating apps and hiding in your room on Friday nights, eating popcorn, watching scary movies by yourself? These are the questions inquiring minds need to know. And by that, I mean me. I want to know. Because I do know people who met their significant others on dating sites. And they're great together. And I think that they found the one. Like, the only one that was available has already been taken. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to explore more dating apps or go on more dates. But it's exhausting. It's a little depressing, and it's really frustrating because when you know you're an awesome person and that you're thoughtful, kind, and caring, and that you were a good wife for many years, and the only reason you're not is because your spouse died, it's really frustrating because I know that I am worthy of a great guy. I just don't know which rock I have to turn over to find the great guy you know they say you got to kiss a lot of frogs to find the prince I think I have found a field of frogs and I'm not kissing any of them I'll only kiss Mr. Prince because those frogs they're lucky if I gave them a half-hearted hug and jumped in my car so Tell me about your adventures. I need to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel or if there's not. So all of you have a spectacular day. I hope you enjoyed this Real Talk Tuesday on how much dating sucks. But, you know, lessons learned. Every, every date, every adventure, you learn something. I learned that meeting in person is paramount to being able to decide whether that person is the right person, whether to keep going with that relationship or toward a relationship or whether to duck out as fast as you can. Check, please. I'm out the door. Hope you all have a great day. Until next Tuesday, enjoy your adventures in dating. And I hope you find a good one. Yeah, I seriously do. And don't forget, let me know about your adventures and definitely let me know about the good one. Talk to you soon. Have a spectacular rest of your week. Thank you for listening to today's Real Talk Tuesday. Don't forget to like, comment, and share my podcast with your friends, your family, your coworkers, the guy next door you never talked to. Now you have a reason to go talk to him and he's hot, right? What about that lady you bumped into in the grocery store with your cart? Give her a tip by telling her about my podcast and make a new friend while you're doing it. 
everybody has a story to tell. Everyone. And I want to hear your story. I want you to come on my podcast and tell your story because your story is probably very much like someone else's. And maybe they're feeling lost and alone and like nobody gets it. Nobody understands them except you. And there you have a new friend right there. Someone else who knows you, sees you, understands you. That's the whole reason for this podcast. So hit me up. Instagram, Don Renee underscore H. Facebook, Don Hanlon. It's that easy. Until next week, love, light, stay safe, take care of you. If you don't, who will? <laughs>